0: Back in uh, 2005, which seems like ages ago now, but back in 2005, the bishop sent me uh, to Rome to study for two years and, and receive a, another degree in theology, moral theology. It was quite a journey. Um, the classes would be in Italian, I was told. So I had to go over early in the summer to study uh, you know, the Italian language. I ended up studying in Perugia It was right in the middle, right in the center of Italy. I ended up studying in in Perugia for three months, Italian. And I did study Italian at times, um, but I also traveled a lot. (laughs) Because, you know, the train system there, you can get around Italy, you know, really easily. Florence is very close. I remember one Friday, I just, I decided, I'm not going to class today because you can do that when you're an adult, teenagers. Um, I decided, eh, I'm not going to class today. I'm going to go to Bologna, you know, because why not? If you can say for the day, I'm going to go to Bologna and I'm going to find authentic Bolognese uh, sauce and I'm going to enjoy myself. So off I went to make this journey to Bologna and had a wonderful day. There were many other days in, in Florence and Um, And also over the couple of years that I was there, many journeys to outside of Italy, uh, to especially Germany and uh, Switzerland, France, etc. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful journey. Our Lord, for some reason, is all about calling us on journeys. He calls his people on journeys all the time. The second reading we hear today, the, the beautiful story of Abraham... Right, God calls Abraham from his little town, and He says, "Look, I'm going to make of you a great nation. I want to make a covenant with you, that you and your descendants will be my people, and I will be your God, and I will be faithful to you, as I ask you to be faithful to me." So He calls him out on a journey, and and He says over and over, "No, I'm, I'm I'm serious. I'm going to make of a great a great nation of your descendants." And Abraham keeps saying, I'm getting kind of old. And so is Sarah. When are you going to do it? Not yet, but I'm going to do it. Keep journeying with me. Over and over the the, the questions come uh, come up until Sarah is very old. Abraham is very old. Abraham's thinking it ain't going to happen. But he has faith. But he's wondering, wondering. And finally, of course, God gives Sarah a child. And the descendants begin. The great nation begins to take shape. His descendants begin to take shape. God calls his, his people on, on other journeys. Remember, he calls Moses. He calls him on a journey. He says, My people are enslaved. I want you to go on a journey and bring them out of slavery. And he follows. He has faith. He follows. He answers. He says, Yes. The Lord takes him on on this really pretty amazing journey of delivering God's people from Pharaoh. And then, once he delivers them, another journey. Only for 40 more years. 40 more years of wandering. More journeys. The Lord Jesus, when he comes, we always hear about how he's journeying to this city and that city and preaching Finally, the apostles, when they're sent out, on a journey from this city to this city and this city. Always journeys. You see, the Lord's idea for us is that we are always to look at our lives as though we are on a journey. That we are not standing still. That we're always headed somewhere else. In this life, our focus needs to be we're always headed somewhere else. That our current existence is not the end, and it's not the goal. Our current existence is a journey, a journey of faith. He continues to call us, and we continue to have the, the opportunity to say yes or no, but of course, He desires for us to say yes. You know, and I know enough about people's lives to know that that journey has so many good things in it, so many blessings. So many gifts that God gives. But that journey also has pain. And that journey has suffering. Just like with Abraham and Moses, Abraham was asked to sacrifice his, own, his only son. The one that he had waited for for years and years. He didn't understand what God was asking of him. But he was willing to do it if God asked. And of course, God relented at the end. Now, how many of us are called on a journey where we're called to sacrifice in this life? How many of us are called to to give up something or someone? How many of us has God asked to do something very painful? And it doesn't make sense. We don't understand it. We don't know why God would ask it. But we have faith. And so we say yes. Yes. We say, Lord, I don't don't understand. I don't understand why. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't understand why he called me to be a priest. And many people have echoed that sentiment. (laughs) seeing if you're paying attention. Um, But it's true. It's actually true. I've had that comment so many times, oh, I never thought you'd be a priest. Thanks. Thank you. But I didn't either. And I'm not looking for compliments. I, I honestly just, it, why, why did God pick? I thought I would be married. I thought I'd be vastly wealthy. No, I didn't think that. But I, I figured I'd be married with kids and all the rest. But God called me to this, and I have no doubt that he did. And I'm glad he did. Because what I found out is that when you're pretty sure that God is calling you, it's hard to be 100% sure, but when you're really, really pretty sure, when you say yes to that, when I've said yes to that, I'm always better off. It always works out in the end. And oftentimes, when I've said yes, it's been really fuzzy and hazy. It's not clear. And I think God does this on purpose. He doesn't want it to be clear. Because if it's clear, we don't have to have faith. We don't have to trust. God wants it to be hazy. We want it to be absolutely clear. We want God to spell it out so that we're, we're sure where he's leading. Well, I'll, I'll follow, but uh, you know, I want to know where you're going first. He doesn't do that. He says, I just want you to follow and trust. Just like a child follows their parents. I was, I was walking with my uh, niece, my little niece. Um, we are running errands and yesterday. And she just grabs my hand all the time, you know, because she loves me. But because that's what kids do. You know, they grab their, okay, I want to be led, I want to follow. And we're not, most of us here are not children. Many of you who are very old, in fact. It's okay, you can laugh about it. (laughs) It's okay, we are what we are. But God wants us to follow just like a little child. Even though we're gray and bald and all the rest, God wants us to follow like a little child no matter where he leads us. And you know, every single one of us has this whole journey. We've journeyed to a certain point in our life. If you're, a, if you're a teenager, you've journeyed thus far. If you're an older person, a senior, you've journeyed a lot longer and a lot further. And we all have our story. And when we look back on that story, sometimes we're not happy about the journey. Some of the decisions we've made, maybe. Some of the choices we've made. And we wonder, does God still call me? Can he still work through me? Am I worthy for his call? Am I worthy enough that he continue to call me? And you are. You absolutely are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter the choices you've made. It doesn't matter if they be horrible sins. God still calls us. And he calls us on this great journey. And that's part of the story. And it's part of your redemption. And it becomes a beautiful story of how God works in our lives, overcoming our own choices, overcoming suffering, overcoming great sacrifice. God is working in your life. Let us never, never lose faith in that. Let us always have firm trust. That God knows what he's doing, and he's leading us where he wills. Please stand.